Hey everyone, this is Brian Ferguson. If you're listening to this, then I know you are enjoying the Bumps and Thumbs podcast. In order to continue to run the podcast and get guests on the show, we need support from people like you. Please go to anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Once you are there, you'll have options to select from to make a monthly contribution. Your support will help us get on wrestling stars that require financial compensation. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and enjoy the podcast. Do you ever wonder what would happen if, well, if... If you give a dad a podcast. I'm what you call a nerdy fan. I nerd out at this stuff. Hardcore. You'll hear me talk about anime on here. You'll hear me talk about Power Rangers. You'll hear me talk about wrestling on here. Okay. Had an axe handle with a twisted T on it. <laughs> right after that <laughs> twisted T video went viral. And man, they went out and grabbed it and smacked it in the head with it. It was so... That's great. I'd like to think of this podcast as a nostalgia moment for me. It's a show where I can talk about whatever I want. I'm a, I'm a human and I'm a chiropractor. There was a picture of me. It looked like I was on the side of a ramen box over in China. But... <laughs> so I took my kids with me to Comic-Con. I thought that was really cool. Well, I don't know if my wife should listen to this podcast. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> you like, and then Robert said this. If you give a dad a podcast, available now on all podcasting platforms. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today has been a true fan of professional wrestling since her childhood. She was a former photographer for pro wrestling, attends many of, uh, Hall of Fame events and conventions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce Mr. Joyce Poshin. Joyce, thanks for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Hi, Brian. It's great to be here. Thanks uh, for having me. I, I was, we were talking a little bit before we came on here and I, I had met you last year at, at, at Crusher Fest in Milwaukee. And uh, I thought it was great because you very rarely see female uh, wrestling fans that are really into it like, like you are, obviously with your background and everything. And it was just great. And uh, I was just thinking about you. I was like, I'm going to invite her on here. And I'm glad I did. So really looking forward to our conversation today. So. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, life as a kid, and, and some of your schooling you've done. Okay. Um, I grew up in Davenport, Iowa, which uh, AWA fans will recognize as is uh, one of the main stops, but I didn't know that when I was just a kid. Nobody in my family watched wrestling, uh, and I found it by accident on TV. I was a very shy child. Uh, I think my my uh, older brother and sister got a lot of the attention in my family. They were going through their teen years when I was growing up. I was kind of a late addition to the family. And so I, I kind of grew up uh, with the TV babysitting me. Uh, I had great parents, but uh, they were, they had their hands full with my brother and sister. So um, one time I was watching TV and I flipped channels and, there was Mad Dog Vashon on an interview, and I always thought uh, superhero shows were great. And uh, so this was uh, clearly good guys and bad guys. And I, I thought, this is cool. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I rarely missed an episode after that. I watched every week. We only got the AWA show at that time. Um, Later on, I was able to see some of the Bob Luce shows from Chicago, but mostly I grew up as an A2BA fan and uh, 
I want to found out they had matches here locally and I wanted to go to those in the worst way, but it was a real struggle getting my parents convinced. <laughs> so understand. <laughs> but I, I never stopped uh, watching it. And I think that's part of the reason I'm uh, an AWA fan first. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, same thing as I, I was a kid. Uh, you know, I was, I grew up in the seventies and eighties and uh, just, that's all you had back then uh, till cable uh, was AWA. And they used to come to my town about once a year uh, at this little Catholic school gymnasium in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. That's where I was born and raised. And uh, yeah, same as you just, it took a lot of convincing to my parents because it was always around my birthday around November. Uh, so I'd always use that. Well, that could be my birthday present. I can go. Uh, <laughs> exactly. you know? <laughs> so yeah, I understand. Uh, I'll say so after you graduated high school, um, went to college. Yeah, in fact, I was um, originally going to go to the University of Iowa in Iowa City, and because uh, that was a state school that my parents could afford. And uh, but it, one of the biggest things by that time was I, I was I was go, able to go to the local matches, and I thought I found out that Iowa City didn't have AWA, and I wasn't going to have a car up there. So I thought, oh my gosh, how is this going to work? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think, yeah, I don't think my parents thought it was a good idea to be choosing my college based on uh, what wrestling, what local wrestling was the best. But uh, I um, luckily was a fairly good student, and uh, they said, "Well, if you, you know, can get some financial help, you can go locally here in Davenport." And so I uh, got a scholarship to go to St. Ambrose University in in uh, Davenport, and. Uh, it helped because I was able to go to every single local match. <laughs> wow. uh, so it was a lot of fun because I was really hooked by that time. And uh, yeah. it was uh, taking, I was taking pictures and uh, in my college, I actually took a year of photography classes. Uh, so uh, my, and uh, my photography professor uh, was, was a big uh, supporter of my wrestling photos. So wow. uh, we had like, some good chats over it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I read um, a little bit about you and um, seems like uh, you took, you, you were a photographer for quite a few years uh, for, for wrestling. I wanted to show if I could just a couple of those photos and uh, just kind of talk about your experience. This first one with Baron, talk to us a little bit about that. If you would, please. Uh, that was taken in Rockford, Illinois. Uh and um, I believe that was against Sheik at 9KC. Baron was a good guy by that time. Okay. Uh, uh, and KC uh, uh, had uh, been pulling his usual dirty tricks and Baron had just had enough and he was fed up and he was going to get back in the ring and show him what's what. And I caught, I caught the moment where he was ready to make his comeback so that but Rockford was a great great city to to uh, photograph from and I I had ringside seats there uh, and uh, was it was a, a great gymnasium where we were able to get real close to to the action yeah cool all right one more this is a classic for me this of Nick Bach yeah, um, this is in from Peoria Illinois and um, Peoria started out as a, an AWA town for a long time and then uh, one of my heartbreaks I I was good friends with Mike Gratchner who was the promoter down there at the time uh, and I had a finally had an in where I was going to be right at ringside to take pictures and uh, then they uh, um over to a, a WWA town, I guess some agreement between Bergania and Bruiser, and the guys didn't like traveling that far south, so oh, okay. uh, they uh, switched it over to a WWA town, but they did manage to have a couple of the AWA guys in for uh, some of the bigger matches of the year, and this one was at the, the new, when the Civic Center was new down in Peoria. Uh, they brought Nick in to be, go against Bruiser, uh, so it was uh, WWA against AWA, and uh, wow. um, Nick was uh, a consummate champion, of course, and knew yeah. how to just how to pose, and was a great champion. Uh, 
belt wearer and uh yeah i uh he stood out there for a long time letting the photographers take pictures of him wearing the belt and i couldn't get enough of course so yeah it was one of my favorite pictures just because he just yeah. looked so regal there yeah it's a great picture it's a great it's a great photo so wow that is i you know i went to slamwrestling.net and and found some of those and uh i was just I was really surprised when I did some research on you, how much involvement you had in, in the, in the business on the photography side. I, I was, I didn't really know that till I did some research on you. And it's, it's quite amazing that uh, what you've done. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, you became a fan at uh, a young age uh, you went off to college and, and you said you picked your college based on wrestling, which that's pretty amazing in itself. Uh, that tells that to tell people out there how dedicated uh, you are and were at that time at a young age. I mean, what you're probably 17, 18 years old. Right. And uh, so. Uh, well, talk about taking the photography a little bit. How, how yeah. are you involved with that? What, I, what I'd like to make clear is that. Um, the main reason I was taking the pictures was not uh, to get hooked up with a magazine or anything like that, but mm -hmm. uh, I was taking them mainly because I wanted the pictures. You know, uh, yeah. We only had matches here every three weeks, and I was uh, hooked on these guys were my heroes you know whether yeah. they were good guys or bad guys they yeah. were my heroes and i wanted there there wasn't much memorabilia or pictures or things available for fans to buy at that time mm -hmm. and so i wanted pictures to have of the matches the local matches and uh uh i started out with an instamatic camera even oh wow but <laughs> it shows you how after it Luckily, we had to get a uh, 35 millimeter camera for the photography class. So I, my photos got a lot better after that. But uh, it was still fun uh, taking yeah. pictures at the matches. And yeah. it was, uh, you had to use film. So you really had to budget out how many pictures you could take. You know, it yeah. wasn't like nowadays where you could just take 100 pictures and delete out the ones that weren't any good. Yeah. Uh, you really had to wait until the right mo moment. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah. I took the pictures thinking, you know, I want these for myself. And then I got, I, uh, Mike Gratchner was the, uh, the photographer in, in Peoria and in uh, Davenport. So there was really only room for one photographer in the AWA ring side. They didn't really like a lot of photographers around the ring. So, uh, but I, since I had my ringside seat, I could get some pretty good shots and I would go up during the, uh, introductions and get get post shots of them being introduced but yeah. uh mainly i uh i just wanted them for my own collection and i had an album but then um ran into jim melby of the wrestling news uh at a convention and uh he told me that uh, if i ever got any good shots to send them in that i uh, that they might use them <laughs> so so i did i started sending them in and um it wasn't for money or anything it was just right. the joy of seeing my name against the pictures and seeing my photos in there and they would use them in the program sometimes or and they would use them uh in the wrestling news i wasn't a big fan of some of the magazines that um went for some of the heavier blood uh uh shots and also some of the made-up stories of you know feuds and that it that's kind of why i liked the wrestling news and the uh wrestling monthly review uh versions they 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 pretty much told bios of the guys and uh what you could count pretty much on the facts that they're telling as much as you could count on anything wrestling that's right yeah. yeah yeah but i i uh i respected their journalism and um uh, I, so I, every once in a while I would get it published and I, I liked that. Um, Jim had, uh, started working on a, um, a, a trilogy of, uh, photo books and he got the one done on, uh, like the sixties and seventies of the AWA. And he, mm -hmm. he was all set. He was going to use a lot of my pictures in the seventies and eighties book. And, uh, then, uh, sadly he, you know, had some health issues and didn't never got that second book done. Yeah. Um, so I never got to work with him on that. And I always kind of regretted that. And so that's, uh, 
So now the, that I'm retired and have a little more time on my hands, I, I thought, well, I'm going to fulfill that uh, dream on my own anyway and kind of dedicated to Jim. I'm going to okay. get a, uh, um, a, a bunch of my AWA photos out there. And, uh, so we're expecting a book. That's that's what I'm working on. Good. Uh, trying to put together a book of my stories of interacting with some of the guys in the AWA yeah. and uh, the, the photos I've been able to take over the years, pretty much like uh, over a uh, 15 year time frame and uh, okay. going to a lot of different cities. Uh, started out only Davenport, but then I expanded and went to Peoria and Rockford and Milwaukee and uh, Madison <laughs> I was going to ask you what, how many, yeah, uh, you know, they also went out to the West coast. They went out to, uh, you know, uh, you know, Colorado and, and Vegas. Uh, Did you ever go to any of those events out there? Uh, No, I I didn't at the time. I I think I was a little starved on funds at the time. So I didn't get out there, but uh, so it had to kind of be within driving distance of, and I I was working at the time. So I had to be back to my job, uh, eight to five job. Yeah. Mostly needed to be back on, but uh, I've made it to Minneapolis many times. Yeah. uh, uh, Some of my, almost all my my, uh, vacations were somehow wrestling related. Uh, I did go to a couple of the, the WFIA conventions back then. Um, they had one in Kansas City and they had one in uh, Birmingham that I went to. So. Okay. So uh, talking a little bit also, we were talking, uh, you, you know, and you're good friends with a, a friend of mine, George Shire. Yeah. George, George Shire I- and I uh, met by accident, actually. He heard one of the, my first podcasts I gave with Greg Gagne and he asked, you know, he was asking me some stuff and, and came on, we eventually became uh, friends. And uh, I noticed when we were talking and, and researching that you guys uh, are good friends as well uh, and do a lot of those things. And so tell us about the relationship building you did with a lot of these like Darla Staggs and, and, and George, Robert Goodish, all these, I mean, you know getting together like that what's what's that like for you uh it's you know it's really great because these people become uh true lifelong friends Mm -hmm. of mine uh you know you don't you think uh you don't really know anybody in wrestling when you first start out but uh you make these connections and you find out how much you have in common and you find out that they have a lot of the same stories you do and uh yeah, once you've seen some of these people at the same uh, event year after year, you kind of make a bond. And especially when you, you're, uh, you both have the same goals. And so uh, George and I probably are, are some, uh, he's one of my long, longest time friends, uh, Mick Karsh as well. Uh, yeah, Mick Karsh. Were great, uh, going back. The, I actually was uh, at the event for the Bachwinkle Brigade when I met George. Uh, he was one of the guest speakers and uh, he's, he had seen one of my photos in the magazine uh, of Nick Bachwinkle and he asked me if there was a way he could get a copy of it. And uh, I knew who he was because he, he was uh, the fan club editor in the wrestling news. And so okay. I was uh, pretty awestruck that George Shire would ask me for one of my photos. So yeah. <laughs> I was already awestruck that I was at the Bachman Book Convention with, uh, you know, with Mick. And so right. uh, it, it, was, uh, it was pretty easy for me to, uh, to make friends at those occasions. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It, yeah. it just uh, really made me feel like I was part of a family of wrestling. Yeah, and uh, Darla came along. Uh, I went a few trips to St. Louis. Uh, she would come up to actually come up to Peoria a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. It was only a few hours away. She lived in St. Louis at the time, and uh, she, in fact, <laughs> it's funny because I didn't uh, know Baron von Raschke at the time. He was a heel, mm-hmm. and he always scared me. I, I didn't, uh, uh, you know, I was already I had already been scared once by Mad Dog Bashan, and I wasn't about to try to approach. Baron and I, I thought uh, they so I uh, 
I didn't ever ask him for photos or autographs or anything like any of the others I did. But Darla said, oh, he's really a nice guy. You'd like him. And uh, I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. I know. <laughs> and uh, years later, you know, when he um, became a fan favorite uh, and uh, and then now uh, and one of my um one of my closest wrestling friends yeah. and and uh i laugh about that now i even told him that story i said he said well then he did his job well you know, yeah. he was great and that's great. that's so true back then they 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 mastered it i mean nick bockwinkle i couldn't stand that guy i mean i just <laughs> i just could not i cannot believe how crude and arrogant he was you know on tv with bobby heenan and the heenan family and then you know years later you know you find out like he's one of the most nicest professional guys you'll ever meet in your entire life same with like baron and it, it, they did their job well you know exactly. and, and i think today that's kind of a lost art you know they they do their thing on tv but then they're on social media totally different and it's yeah. kind of a lost art for, for well, me well, and I, I was a huge Bachwinkle fan back yeah. then uh that he was probably my favorite mm -hmm. uh, except for dr x he was my first favorite and then but shortly after that the yeah. Bachwinkle became my second favorite but uh i tell you nick put me through my paces to get me to get into his world he uh he was not a nice person back then, and <laughs> he uh, he knew I was in the brigade, but he would barely sign an autograph for me. He would he would sign and then just kind of shoo me on my way, and or he would take a picture and just walk away from me. And uh, and uh, I would uh, I I was persistent though, because and then he would be so nice at the conventions. I think because he knew it was a limited crowd and. Yeah, other people wouldn't see it. I didn't understand that at the time. But right, the kayfabe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But later on, and then he told me later on, he said, he said, you stayed around longer than anybody ever thought you would. He said, I he says, I thought as mean as I was to you, he says, I thought you would just be long gone. And, he, he said, and then he said, I'm sorry I had to be so mean to you. So, so I said, I understand now. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was, you're right, he was very arrogant. Yeah, he was. He played the part well. You know, for those people that are watching, going to be watching this, your background is just simply amazing. I see that game back there with Burn on it. That is a very rare piece to find. And I know George Shire had mentioned he's always wanted one of those, <laughs> but they cost like two, 300 bucks online to get it. And uh, he's probably, when he watches this, he's probably going to be really jealous, Joyce, of you. Well, of actually, actually, he knows I have it. Uh, he no. made a trip down here to see some of my memorabilia one time. <laughs> okay. I had to double check, make sure he didn't leave, leave with it. Leave with it. Yeah, I was lucky enough to find that on eBay uh, many years ago before the prices started really started skyrocketing, yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes you can find something that uh, somebody's just getting rid of from an old wrestling fan yeah. passing away, and they're just selling it not not at a high price. And yeah, I, so yeah, I jumped on that, and uh, yeah. I'm saying the prices go way up, and sometimes the condition is not that great. I, I right. lucked into that, and, yeah. and of course, then I got uh, I got my Dyna Power here too. Oh, the Dyna Power can, yes, with the full can, full can too. I don't really. I don't know. Wow. I don't know how many uh, muscles it would build right now. But. Yeah. I also but see yeah, the Dr. Enjoy, X enjoy, mask. Uh, collecting still. Yeah. The Dr. X Max I see in the back too. And wow, that's, you got a lot of these stuff. Mine pales in comparison to your stuff. And I know you got a lot more. You said you, you had a different room. And, and uh, yeah, I, someday, someday I'll have the, my ultimate collection, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, mine used to fit in a small room too. And, then, <laughs> and as we, uh, as I got more stuff, I had yeah. to change around and move it to a different room. I don't blame you, but it's Let's talk about you. the same. It's all the, like the only connection we have to those old days now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got this old AWA belt that, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not the, 
the original original, but I no, mean but the old have... inmate belts, you know, and a lot of people don't even know, unfortunately, about the AWA. It was just kind of a lot of the younger fans, I should say. Yeah. And it's sad because it was such a great organization, brought up so many people that were in the WWF later and NWA and all that. And, and it's yeah, I don't want to well, go into too hope, much. Uh, I hope some people will be interested when by the time I get my book out because that's kind of yeah. the, kind of the gist of it is to learn that this was uh the some of the people that went on to become really big stars came yeah. wide uh started out in the awa yeah started in the AWA. And, and just the the access that you had to the the wrestlers back then that's what i really think is missing these days you oh yeah yeah that uh, and just uh you know they sign your stuff and then you, you they walk off yeah. and you gotta pay like yeah, after about $50 in autographers. <laughs> yeah, when I went to WrestleCon, it was a great example back in, in Dallas in April. I mean, I paid a lot of money for that poster behind me back there with uh, most of those people. You know, I had to buy. Uh, I brought it down there and they signed it, but, you know, it was, wasn't cheap. So, but that's the way, you know, that's... Yeah, it's how it goes down. How it goes it's down. The same way in all sports. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the event. We talked a little bit, but you have been uh, to the Hall of Fame in Iowa. Yes. Every year since 1999. Right, right. And are so, talk about your a few of your experiences there with some people. I mean, if you've been there for 23 years straight, I know you've had some experiences with people. Can you talk about a few of them that really stand out to you, some of the people that you were around? Sure. Um, yeah, that was another instance where I uh, lucked into it because it was being built like only two hours from my house. Uh, the first one being in Newton and then eventually moving to Waterloo. It's, it's so close for me. I know I know it's not an easy place for a lot of people to get to. Yeah. Every, uh, and a lot of people just start only able to go maybe once or twice in their, their wrestling career. But I, uh, I've been so lucky to meet so many of the people that... Uh, that have been in there. Um, I, of course, went to the first one with Luthez and Vern Gagne was there and that was the very first class. And they, uh, they the, the neat thing was they both got into the ring with their suits on and they acted like they were gonna go at it, you know, <laughs> uh, meeting Danny Hodge for the first time. I had never, I had never seen Danny Hodge in person. I had only seen him in the magazines and, uh, you know, one of the nicest guys ever, but just don't shake hands with him, right? You know, and my, my husband uh, made the mistake of uh, getting in a few holds with Dan. And let me show you a few holds here. So, <laughs> and uh, he said, and see, then I could break your arm if I just <laughs> And, and my husband, what he was just like, eh, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, um, and that, that was exciting. Uh, Tim Woods was there one year. Uh, uh, of course, seeing Nick uh, inducted uh, Nick Bockwinkle in 2009, 2010, mm -hmm. his, and his dad. Uh, that was a that was really a, a nice moment for us. And uh, both George and Mick were able to be there for that uh, in Darla. Uh, so it's that's been kind of a re, our own mini reunion for for the the Cauliflower Rally too. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been. Uh, good one of the things that now with being there i didn't start out being their official photographer it was just i took the same thing like with the the ringside i yeah. i was taking pictures anyway and they needed pictures and i said how'd you like to be our official photographer and yeah. so i said oh sure yeah absolutely so uh, i uh i said yeah i'll, I'll be there anyway so why not and yeah. then uh, Every year and every year they ask me, are you going to be there? Are you, you going to take pictures for us again? And sure. And uh, it's a workout. I tell you, it's, yeah. uh, you know, they have so many events now. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, trying trying to get to every event to get a few pictures of each thing. Uh, yeah. for, they have kind of like three and a half days now. And uh, it, it uh, yeah. And then trying to get through them and get uh, them posted. Uh, this year, I wrote a story for. Uh, I, I saw it on SlamWrestling.net. Slam yeah, I yeah. read it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the my friends, uh, Carrie Williams, she was originally going to go and was originally going to write the story, and then she uh, had to change plans at the last minute. And so then, 
I was already going to provide some photos for it. And, and uh, uh, Greg asked me, you know, anybody that could write a story to go with it? Hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. Uh, Greg did I, that to me too. He did that. Uh, I interviewed him uh, back in uh, February or early March. And uh, I told him I was going to WrestleCon down in Dallas. He said, hey, uh, would you mind writing a story? And I said, well, you know, I've never written for a publication before. I mean, are you, you know, oh, it's no problem. It's easy. Just take some pictures, write what happened. <laughs> you know, I said, okay, uh, I did it. Uh, he, you know, they published it, uh, gave me a little feedback, and that made sense on some stuff. But, uh, yeah, I was... I'm a published author now of slamwrestling.net, so I was pretty happy. So, but yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah, it is. You feel like okay, I got to do this all right, and I got to make sure that everything. Yeah, it's it's a little taking the notes and getting the pictures, and then having to have it ready the minute yeah. you get back. And uh, yeah, I wrote every night uh, some notes uh, on my laptop uh, up in my hotel room. My wife's like, what are you doing? I go, I got to write these notes so I don't forget. And, uh, I told her I was going to write this article. And she says, I think you're making this more. I said, honey, I want to do it right. You know? And uh, anyways, it, it turned out good. And uh, we're excited to go to the Cauliflower Alley Club this year. Uh, reunion. This will be my first one. Really excited. Uh, I like it. It's uh, It's got a good feel to it. Good. I'm really excited about it. And uh I want to talk to you about the Bachwinkle Brigade. You've been bringing that up a few times. Tell me a little bit about how that all got started, how you got involved, and and uh, I'm assuming Mick Karch is the one that kind of yeah, started the whole thing. He was the, the he was the leader of the brigade. I mean, there were a couple of other people involved to, to start with, but I, uh, Mick was the one that really got it started and kept it going. Um, you know, in the old days, there were these fan, a lot of fan, a lot of the wrestlers had fan clubs run for them, and most of them lasted maybe a year, or two years, and some of the bulletins were pretty crude at the time. But mix was nicely typed, and uh, you get it, uh, uh, and it was uh, maybe you know 10, 12 pages at a time. Oh, wow. He always got really high reviews for uh, his. Uh, Jim Melby was the fan club editor to start out, and uh, he would give um, this, this story about this wrestler has a fan club in his honor by such and such, and you can write to this one, and you'll get, if you send them five bucks, you'll get uh, four issues a year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought, well, this sounds like a good way for me to get involved and meet some people. I was a big fan of Nick anyway, and so, mm-hmm. so I wrote to Mick, and it's probably going on uh, close to uh, over well over 40 years now <laughs> I hate to say that because uh, I don't feel that old <laughs> but uh, anyway I was a young kid back then and yeah. so was he actually uh, a lot of these Nick attracted a lot of college types and uh, okay. a lot of uh, high school well the more well-educated people wanted Nick because they, they loved how he used the big words the big and, words and you know he was, he was uh, even not bad to look at either. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. standpoint. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy it, and I enjoyed his <laughs> wrestling. So uh, I was a pretty big fan, and I wanted I wanted some opportunity to meet him, and uh, I would read about him in the magazines. And so I wrote to Mick, and I got got uh, back a note with a membership card, and he said he hoped that I could come to a convention someday, and I wasn't. <laughs> I, I was barely able to get my parents to take me to uh, to the matches, much less. And they would drop me off. They wouldn't eat stay. <laughs> they wouldn't stick around. <laughs> they would drop me off and tell me to be back at the door at, you know, 10, 10 o'clock when it was over. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, uh, well, I knew I wasn't going to be able to push it at that time to go to a convention. But eventually, um, by the time I turned about 15 or 16, I got to go to one of the conventions up there. I lucked into that my, my dad had a sister in Minneapolis. And so we were up there anyway to, uh, to see her. Mm-hmm. And so it happened to be the same weekend as the, one of the conventions. So I got to go to the matches and I got to uh, go to um to see the uh, um nick nick only at the tv studios only gave like about 
maybe a half hour of that first convention and uh, Bobby Heenan was with him and, but he, he, uh, I, it was enough that I could get a picture with him and oh, I tell you, I was hooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mick has become a good friend over the years. Yeah. And, uh, He's uh, really stayed connected more than way yeah. more than I have, and that he knows, you know, he knows all the current guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I confess that I'm not very much of a fan of the current stuff, but I, I've stayed in touch because we still yeah. have that historical uh, contact. And yeah. same way with George and uh, all the rest. And I've made so many friends from that initial. Uh, yeah. um, entry into the Bachman Brigade. Uh, There weren't that many conventions back then. There was the Fans International Convention, but you know, fans weren't allowed to go to the Cauliflower Alley at the time. It was only, that was only for the wrestlers wrestlers themselves and maybe a few of the referees. And if you were maybe on the inside, uh, a journalist or two, but you know, I I was never invited until the the late nineties to go to that. So, uh, uh, it was kind of our own mini convention where, and, and Nick protested and said, Oh, you know, you guys are crazy. You guys are fools for liking me. Uh, I'm never going to be nice to you. I don't know why you keep following me. <laughs> and, uh, and that just made us follow him even more. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you went to the gathering this year. I did. Uh, yeah. How was that? Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of good things. I'd like to go myself. It's just like you said, finances sometimes kind of make it a little more challenging. How was that for you? How did, did um, you? It was, again, kind of overwhelming. Um, I guess that's why I like some of the, uh, I, it's extremely well, well run. Um, okay. Um, Marty does a really great job with keeping it going. I don't know how he does all that, but it, he lines up really big stars and uh, gets them all there for these three days and, it's a pretty reasonable price and you get in and you get to see a lot of big stars, but um, there's, it's, it's pretty uh, expensive to, to mm-hmm. pay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, so I kind of had to choose, pick and choose what I was going to do this year. Um, yeah. Two of the draws that I wanted to go see this year were what well, Baron was there. And I just don't know how many more appearances he's going to be able to yeah. do he turned 82 and then Kim Duck was there, and I had not seen him since the 70s in AWA. And so, okay. even though he was Tiger Taguchi and Tiger Chung Lee, uh, Tiger Chung, I, yeah. I, never, uh, I didn't uh, hadn't uh, encountered him, so I wanted to see him again. But so, I those were the two big draws. But I also got some um, photographs and autographs with, with other people that were there. Yeah. Uh, it was just really overwhelming trying to keep track of who was there on what day and where you had to be at a certain time. So I, I, uh, I was worn out. By the time I'm with you. I'm with you. I was, Russell Con is very similar to that. I stay at the same hotel it was held at me and my wife and my oldest son. And, uh, you know, I had to, most, most people were there all three days, but you had, the ones that you really wanted them, they had a set time. And like, I, cause Ric Flair, I got, I, that poster back here, I finally got that signed and it wasn't cheap, but those are the, like Bret Hart, those guys, uh, I had to pick and choose. And yeah. like you, uh, like you said, three days, it was three days. I was worn out, <laughs> you know, and, and running around and, and they had matches during, uh, at the yeah. same time down in the uh, other part of the hotel, uh, with, uh, up and comers and, and, uh, even well-known people. It was, it was, it was good, but it was a lot of, a lot of, like you said, keeping up and just a little bit overwhelming at times. So I, I understand that. But yeah, it, it's worth it though. Cause then oh, yeah. you come back and you have the, the memorabilia to put on your wall or you I, have that experience. I got some on my back wall back here and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a nice gathering point. some more. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend it to anybody that's considering it. I'm mean, just it's, uh, as long as you know what, what you're going into. And uh, mm-hmm. some people have been lucky enough to go every year, and uh, more power to them. Uh, I uh, I, had, uh, I I really enjoyed talking to a lot of people. Yeah. That as you're as, as they're standing in line for some of the guys, uh, you you find yeah. out you you there's been certain some people that i've uh known on facebook or or yeah. just uh, met through yeah. different you know different matches and i had a chance to meet them in person so yeah. enjoy that aspect 
I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, Arn Anderson, um, I went down to visit or get his autograph and it was during a, like a closed session. So it was only people that paid prepaid to go down there. And I told him about my son. He's, he's, he's special needs. He's autistic anyways. And I said, cause he had a son in wrestling. I said, yeah, my son's here too, but you know, he couldn't come down here because we didn't pay for it. He goes, I told him a little bit about it. He goes, you bring him down here next session and I will take a picture of them and sign something for him. No charge. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, you bring him down here. I did. And he remembered right away. Oh, yeah, is this your boy? Hey, what's your name? Shook his hand, gave him a hug and said, you want a picture? Yeah, I took a picture and signed something for him. I was just like, thank you so much. I mean, you don't see that very often anymore. Um, So I really appreciate that. And um, it's events like that when, when stuff like that happens, it makes you feel good. Okay, this was worth it coming here, meeting these people, especially the, the, the ones that have been around since, you know, I was a kid. I mean, Arn Anderson was four horsemen in the eighties. Uh, it was just, it was great. I really enjoyed it. So I understand. I love, I miss the AWA so much. I really do. Yeah. I, uh, I always was a big autograph fan and uh, I, yeah. in the old days I would get to some of the, some of the guys I would get autographs from and mm-hmm. Some I knew not to ask in the ring, but I would ask later, uh, mm-hmm. could I ever sign this picture? And yep. Usually what I could uh, arrange was, yeah, I'll sign it, but can you give me a copy of the picture? And, and then I'll uh, say, sure, I'd be happy to. And then I'd bring them a copy of the picture next time. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I was happy to do that. So, yeah. Uh, but you're right now, but now I don't, I don't, a lot of these guys, that's how they make their living is mm. um, uh, they need the income be, be, to, um, to make up for the lack of retirement funds. And so yeah. I don't charging for autographs, but uh, it, as a fan, it does get it, at an event like that. It, it adds up in a hurry. <laughs> it does. I mean, there's some of them that are, you know, 40, $50. Yeah. I can, I can handle that. It's the ones that are, yeah. much higher uh, right. that then you have to start prioritizing. Do I want this or do I want that? That's where it gets a little challenging and, and sticky with me, but yeah, gotta I, do what you got to do. Right. Yeah. You got to do what, what uh, is important to you. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I paid uh, a higher price for Ric Flair one a year so ago I. and now it's uh, gone up even more. So I paid a pretty penny I'm for glad, Rick's. Glad I got it when I did. Yeah, I mean, I paid pretty penny. The only thing that kind of upset me about that is when I asked him to personalize it. You know, say to my to Brian, his guy said no, which I was kind of surprised because you'd want it personalized because then you can't sell it later. Right. I wouldn't sell it anyways. But I'm saying it's kind of a win for you because who's going to buy it unless they have the same name as me? But but I was just okay, whatever. Everybody else signed it, personalized it, no problem. The guy for Rick's like, nope. All right, whatever. So, but anyway, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit. I did a little more research. And (laughs) Uh 2008, you were awarded the Red Bastion Friendship Award by the Cauliflower Alley Club. Yeah. I I happen to have it right here. Oh, there it is. If you're watching, there it is. Extremely nice award. Yes. And, uh, and tell us a little bit about I, the criteria for it and how you found out you were getting this and what was that moment like for you? Um, well, the criteria is that everybody, well, everybody that knew Red Bastine knows he was probably one of the nicest guys in the business. I don't think there was ever anybody that didn't like Red Bastine. He was just so nice and so friendly to whether it was wrestlers or fans or anybody. He just was a fun loving, nice guy. Always had a smile on his face. Uh, so um, he, they had a, they wanted to come up with a fan award and they named it after Red as a, a friendship award and said it was kind of meant to be um, awarded to somebody that uh, went out of their way to be friendly or hospitable to somebody at, uh, in the club and, and just in wrestling in general. And um, they, they awarded it once before, before I got it, it was uh, Diane Devine who um, was heavy into the wrestling fans international association. Okay. Um, 
I've seen she and Tom Burke uh, did a lot of work with that, and she was very deserving lady to get the first one. And then, uh, uh, it, little did I know, uh, George Shire was on the board at the time, and uh, I always tried to be friendly to people, but I was certainly wasn't doing it to recruit for an award. I just right. I try yeah. to be friendly and nice to to almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, except that one guy, as Baron would say. <laughs> except that one guy. <laughs> except that one guy. Yeah. Um, then, uh, so little did I know, George uh, uh, gave gave my name to the the committee and said, uh, "I think Joyce would make a a, a good person to award the, be the next awardee for this." I didn't know it at the time. He put it, my name in, and when I got to the uh, they kind of let it slip uh, a little bit to me. Some of that uh, you might be prepared. You might get some kind of award tonight, but it was really a total <laughs> surprise. <laughs> and I had never seen the 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 uh, trophy or whatever they hand out. And uh, uh, it was at the Riviera Hotel at the time, uh, where they had the uh, the Cauliflower Alley um, event, and. Uh, Red was there and they presented it and uh, he stood right up at the podium and they got to go up and give an acceptance speech and George was there, of course. And uh, yeah. it was a memorable night, that's for sure. And I, I take a lot of pride in that. In that yeah. It reminds me to just be nice to people and be friendly to people. And it reminds me about the number of friends I've made in wrestling over the years. And yeah. uh, the, what a big part of my life it's been. And uh you know, I think I have more friends in wrestling than I do just than I ever made going through school. And <laughs> I was not very popular in school. I was, I was a quiet, shy kid then. I didn't hang around with the popular kids. So it was kind of neat to get an award in wrestling that I, uh, that is yeah. uh, to be thought of as somebody that's a good friend to everybody. Yeah. And, and I try to live up to that as much as possible. Well, you seem like a very nice person. I mean, when I met you, like I said, at Crusher Fest earlier, uh, you were very polite and nice, and your husband was a very nice man. And uh, Yeah, he's a gem. Uh, I know we we both have the same issue that uh, our spouses aren't uh, into wrestling so much, but he's a gem in that he really supports me in this and uh, uh, he'll carry my my photos around or... Always uh, care uh, whenever I want to get a picture with somebody, he'll, I can yeah. shove my uh, purse or my uh, my camera at him and say, "Here, hold this while I get my picture." <laughs> and he's always going to. Yeah, oh, no, she's a great lady. She she's hundred percent supportive of it. You know, um, when she can go, she'll go with me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing with with you and uh, yeah. So pretty lucky in that department. Anyway, so but it's nice so, to have uh, yeah, a companion there. It is. It is. Absolutely. It is. One more question, then I'll let you go. What are you up to now? We talked about the book a little bit. Let's, if you want to talk more about it, or is there some other projects you're working on? Or? Uh, that's the big one right now. Okay. I uh, I I mostly just uh, go attend some of these legends appearances, and I'm always happy when there's a you know there's fewer and fewer of the AWA guys around uh, yeah. anymore. Unfortunately, they're aging out, or or either just not able to travel anymore, or passed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, I. I, I went to some of the uh, WCW and WWE events as well, and I, I've made friends there too. So I, I'm, but my, uh, my first love is always going to be the AWA because of where I lived yep. and because of where, uh, where I grew up watching wrestling. But uh, I, uh, when, when things went kind of south with the, the, the pandemic and that, I, uh, and I found myself home a lot. I started organizing some of my photos and I got to get these into better order. And yeah. I, I started going back and looking through them. I thought, you know, I took a lot of photos. I wonder if other people would be interested in looking at some of these. And I bet I could put together a photo book. And I thought it started thinking just a, just a photo book. And then I got started talking about some of the stories behind some of the photos and some of yeah. the encounters that I had had with some of the wrestlers. I've got a whole bunch of Bobby Heenan stories that, uh, ah. 
that I'm hoping to put in the book. Yeah. Bobby was a pretty good friend of mine. And uh, yeah. even though he's gone now, I, uh, some of those stories need to live on. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I've been lucky enough to get to know Baron and uh, Nick Bachwinkle, of course, and uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. And uh, uh, Winnie was super destroyer mark too. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. That's, that's and I go back a long ways too. So. Yeah. And yeah. he's super nice uh, every time I see him. And yeah. So um, and I've I decided to add some stories to it. So and my husband's helping me with the oh. the editing on the book. He's got some graphic uh, layout experience. Great. And stuff. Uh, uh, I uh, underestimated how long it was going to take to put this together, but uh, making yeah. good progress on it. I'm hoping uh, to have it pretty well wrapped up by Christmas time. So. So we probably expect the book out sometime next year, maybe, hopefully. By Christmas time, yeah. Um, oh, great. I'm shooting for that, but uh, if not, early next early next year, yeah. Good, good, good. And good. Uh, I have a Facebook account, and uh, I'll be promoting it on that. So. All right. And, folks, we will uh, put Joyce's information in our description, uh, her Facebook page, um, and all her platforms she's on, and... Uh, I want to thank you, Mrs. Joyce Postian. Thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed our conversation. I, I enjoyed it very much, Brian. Uh, thank you for giving me this format. I've oh. uh, enjoyed watching your show. I've uh, oh, been you. able to see a lot of my friends show up on your, on your show. And so it's a uh, it, uh, great chance to relive some of those memories. Yeah, it's amazing how the wrestling community you think it's so large, but it's actually, it's small when the social media and you, and you get people on there and they mention a name, you're like, Oh yeah, I know them. And <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy it. So thank you, Joyce, for coming on folks. If you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, please do. And we will talk to you soon.